as you guys know, we record two episodes on the same day. So last week's episode and this episode literally being recorded like minutes after each other, right? At the beginning of last week's episode, I took an edible. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're here. (laughs) And now I'm here. You're right. We might might have a banger episode this time. You know what? Something's got to make up for the shit that I went through this week with this stuff. Um, So you're saying that you don't feel it the same way. No. You just feel calmer? Yeah. Okay. I feel less, um, not that I'm like 100% anxious all the time. But I feel I don't have to worry about nothing. So when I, what do uh, what do the Nickersons call it? Flowers. No, when they get high, they don't say they get high. They need to. What does she call it? Oh shit! Um, elevated? No. Yeah. Is it? I feel elevated. I have to get elevated. I don't fucking know what word it is that she yeah. used. But anyways, so a simile for getting high. Yeah. Chip Chips in my and- mouth. Yeah. Sorry. That was gross. Because you got munchies. Yeah. So I definitely get the munchies. I definitely get the giggles. And I don't. When, I, when I partake, I get this odd tunnel vision. Right? Yes. So you're very clear. And I know that, like, when I look at anyone, this is just what it looks like. It's just because I'm inebriated right now. I'm highly aware of what I'm seeing. So you're very clear. But this around yes. you. <laughs> Blurry as fuck. Yeah. Yes. So. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I feel a little woozy. See, that's what I feel like when I have three drinks. Like, that's my, my tipsy yes. level. Yes. Yeah. I said that with this, you get great sleep and wake yeah. up wonderful. Well, it's low. It's, um. Diet. Slow acting. Well, yeah, because it you like, ate it. It, like, there's, it keeps you going all day. It doesn't just fizzle out is what I'm trying to say. It's like a so, continuous. I, I think. I I could feel the effects of it for a little bit longer. Like I'm calmer for a lot longer, and I know that like it's worn off when I'm like I could use another one. Yeah, but I don't feel nothing right now. I feel usual. Well, my eyes are doing that thing, and it's very and it's amazing because we've had the same same dose. Yeah, but I, I don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh my god, we've already gotten it's only three minutes in, girl. <laughs> yeah. And then she cracked open a truly. I'm like, well fuck now I got to. It's also noon. <laughs> I and I'm also on the washing. Lord's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we heathens up in here. Oh god, I fucking have a random salt and vinegar chip bag next to me and I just went to town. And yeah. then I was like, huh, I need a but- drink. <laughs> <laughs> you literally said to me. To wash it down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. We need to do the podcast high, I think, every week. I um, agree. Um, That's just a fun way to spend the day. I think it uh, is. Except you have to work, so that's different. Girl, uh, don't say that. I'm high right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, so that's ought to be interesting. Oh, man. Yes, I do have work later. Uh, All right. So we got two books and, and two- a movie and a series to talk about. Now... What? Keep going. Just go. Um, you want to talk about books first, <sighs> or you want to go? What are you feeling, Joma? I think we should start with Turning Red. Yeah. On Disney Plus. Yeah. Am I right? Because I've not seen it yet. My kids have seen it a million times. Is it about a little girl coming to womanhood? It's about the rag. Aunt Flo's in the house. The deep red sea. It's mentioned, but no. Is yes. that a euphemism? No, no, no. It, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. I feel like it is. It, it kind of is. It's like a whole... It's Yeah, it's puberty related. So, yeah. Let me, want me to talk about it? I'll yeah, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May Is that her name? Uh-huh. May May. Uh, they live in... This is what I love. This takes place in Canada. Oh. Okay. Very different. Um, a lot of Canadian flags around. Love to see it little diversity. Not only that, but it randomly takes place for no reason other than just set dressing. It takes place in 2002. So, Oh, I did not know that. May May has a little Tamagotchi on her backpack. Oh, my. Oh. So May May's our age. May May's our age. But 
of course, back in 02, so she's She's 12, our age now. 13. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, little Mei Mei is perfect. She plays flute in the band. She gets straight A's. Fuck. She uh, She's mom. Like, she always listens to her parents. I'm not straight watching laced. this. No, listen, listen, listen. I'm not, no, that's me. I don't need to see oh, the no, story. It was, <laughs> it was 100% me. I you was said gonna... played the flute. I was like, fuck. Me too. <laughs> and she wears glasses too. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not watching. And she had a Tamagashi. <laughs> listen, um, it's she is us, 100%. Oh, God, now, what happens is, uh, so she's perfect, right? She, they, Her parents run slash live in a temple. And they isn't the right word for it. It's, is it like a church? It's um no, it's more of like in Mulan, like her little um where her ancestors a temple. were. I would assume temple, it's a temple. Yes. Um so I apologize they, for our ignorance. I know, I'm so sorry. I didn't know if there was a, a more proper term for temple. But um and May May helps like keep it clean and because her parents run tours all the time, so they um always have like kind of strangers just in and out okay. learning about they have their family history set up in there, and it's a whole thing. So she helps clean. Mom is perfect girl, right? And then one morning she wakes up, and she is like a seven-foot-tall red panda. It's a cute red panda. Oh, though. it's adorable. Um, If you don't want to hit a red panda looks like, look it up in real life. because those They're not that are... red. Are they? Yeah, they are. They're wicked fucking cute. Um, So she goes in the bathroom, and she's freaking out, right? She's like, I'm a giant red panda. And so her mom hears her freaking out in the bathroom and she's like, not even surprised. Oh, no, she doesn't even see her. She's just like listening on the other side of the door. She's like, May May, are you okay?" And she's like kind of saying like, no, like, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. But she's like banging everywhere. Yeah. And her mom's like, oh, oh, Um, is it is it that time? So she thinks she got her period. Right. And so she's like, is it red? And she's like, yeah. They, like she's talking about her red pandaness and her mom's talking about her period. Yeah, yeah. I so get she that. comes in with like boxes of pads and everything, like trying to get her all set up. But when Maymay's emotions get the better of her, she turns into this red panda. So she's like kinda like a Hulk. Yes. In a little in a sense, but a cute girly red panda vibe. Okay. So is the movie just her trying to deal with all this and trying to control it? Do you want me to I don't want it's about being who you are, and it's okay to have your emotions. Okay. That's basically what that is. The message. There is a cute part where um, her and her girlfriends are, like, obsessed with this band called Four Town, and it's, like, who in sync. did you know Billie Eilish and Phineas wrote all that music, Mm-mm-mm. and Phineas voices the blonde band Space member? Singer? Oh, see, yeah, I didn't know that. Yes. It was it was very '90s vibes with like the whole Backstreet Boys. Yeah, 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 thing. yeah. I loved it with I that, saw an the headphones. Yeah, I saw an interview. Out. Yeah, they were so excited for it. Um, <clears throat> but eventually, the red panda gets found out at school, and so they have this secret little like thing that happens where her and her friends will ha- be in the girls' bathroom, and people will line up to pay to have pictures with the red panda. And oh my there's, god! There's merch involved. Like, oh, because like, they're trying to see the band. Yes, they're trying okay. to raise money to go see the band. That's what I was getting at. But meaning it's not a secret at school. Like, they don't know that it's her, but she can purposefully come in and out of being a red panda at that time because she has control over it, she thinks. Okay. But when she gets really sad or really mad, she will start to transform into the red panda fully. So, not like a human version of the red panda, but like the actual animal red panda? No. I, I don't understand. No, like what you see in the... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Meaning, like, <clears throat> it's emotion-based. Okay. So if she gets really frustrated and angry, she will turn into the red panda. If she gets super uber excited, she'll start to turn into the panda. So the whole thing, it's like a metaphor for... Because um, then there's this part where she's not the only one in her family that has this ability. All the females on her mom's side have this Which thing. is why I thought it was a period thing. That's what I thought too. It may be, I'm not sure, but they have a method where you can separate the panda and the human because they're like inter- intertwined okay. spiritually. Um, and so there is a ceremony that you can do to kind of like take the red pandaness out of you and they put it in like a little jewel, like as a, it has to go in something. It needs a host. So it just like h- kind of hangs out in like a piece of their jewelry or whatever. Okay. And, but Mamey doesn't want that. She's like, but the, panda's me 
So she's like, even if it only comes out when I'm super emotional, you know, it's about like being calm. It's a and part of yeah. But she still wants it, even though it makes her angry, like destructively angry sometimes she's mm-hmm. like i want this like it's still me it's literal acceptance so the whole movie is basically like accepting who you are <clears throat> even all your flaws and to feel your emotions and not try to hold Bottle them down like her mama huh? and that's why she always expected perfectness out of her daughter so it was it was there was some funny bits um it was so fucking cute tearjerker yeah especially in the end and i was like <laughs> a lot of like um because it, it reminds you of when you were that age and you're like, holy fuck. Like, it just whew, tugs. It yeah, tugs all of yeah. you. Um, Like, nine out of, like, perfect love movie. Like Pixar, right? Another great Pixar that yeah. will make you laugh and cry. Yeah. So Figures. Yeah. It's, it's just wicked cute. And it looked at, do you know that people are, like, in a huge uproar because of this movie now? Because how dare you bring out feminine products? Like, these are children type thing. Like, people are oh, mad. I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. People are really fucking Oh, I'm mad. sorry. We don't get our periods when we're 10? This, this kind of goes along with, like, censoring things that are, like, seriously real things that happen in our everyday to day yeah. life. It might not happen to you directly, but someone you know might know someone that knows someone that knows someone yeah you know what i mean so like and i hate to bring this up but this kind of circles back for me like when i heard all the shit that people were talking about turning red and how offensive it was because oh what are you teaching children how how could you possibly like blah 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 a period is something that happens to most women all over this fucking world Mm -hmm. And I don't know at a young why. age. At that age, yes. And I don't know why, but every time something like this, I hear something like this, I get triggered back to like what happened with Thirteen Reasons Why. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you censored? Like, why is it demand? Why are you people demanding you censor that? But then something like that happens in an action movie, and it's okay. Yeah, that does make sense to me. So, like, you can have a live action show on Disney. Where a girl gets her period and that's okay, but because this is a cartoon and you might be catering to younger audiences, it's not all right. Mm -hmm. Kids have no fucking idea. I remember watching Shrek when it first came out and I didn't know what the fuck I was watching. They don't know. We as adults are the ones who are discussing pieces of shit who sexualize everything. The kids don't know any better. This is just another lesson that they're being taught. Right. So, but when I heard that, I was like, really? Like, you got to fucking try to ruin everything? And Meme and her friends are of age to start that. Yeah. I've known people who got their periods at nine. Yeah. I I got mine at 11. I was and that, 13. And that was just a little bit younger than Meme in the movie. Yeah. So, I'm, so I didn't hear about this before, but to hear it now, I'm like, do you guys forget that that shit happens young? Absolutely. I'm already thinking about it for um, Kira, and she's six. But I've known girls who get it at nine. Yeah. I've even heard eight. Kira's six. I don't, yeah. I can't imagine her having a period in two years. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It is insane. Yeah. But this is so fucking real. It, very. And it's like, especially like, it, and I know it sounds weird and maybe like, I don't know, moms out there don't agree, but I think that a girl should know what a period is the second that she sees, like, she notices her mom go through it. I don't shy away from that shit when Kira... Yeah. When Kira saw me, like, change a fucking tampon for the first time, I didn't say to her, oh, go away. Like, you can't see. Like, dude, you're going to be in here? I'm not censoring shit. Yeah. And she's like, what the hell was that, mom? <laughs> I was like, well, once a month, yeah, I bleed from my vagina because it's not a... It's not a... It's not a cookie. It's not a punani. It's yeah. not a... Whatever the fuck little cutesy nickname. It's a vagina. Mm-hmm. And I bleed from it once a month. Why? Because I'm a girl. Plain and simple. Yep. So now she knows. Oh, you're bleeding again. Yeah. So. But it's like. We never had the. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure we had the talk. But like there was a book that my mom had bought my older cousin who when I was like seven or eight was young. Mm-hmm. But my cousin was in her preteens, right? And unfortunately, her mom was not in her life. Mm-hmm. So my mom bought this book for her to sort of try to start to introduce her to, like, even just breast growth, 
checking um, hygiene, and it did go into like how to insert a tampon, it's how to insane. if you want to use a pad, you can. So it like it was in- informational. Yeah, and I was also like giggling, you know, like watching, yeah. reading it with her. And that's where my my first editor thing came out. I think I told you. Did I tell the story? No. It was that book where I said, "Mom, they spelled this word wrong. They spelled public without an L." Because it was pubic. Oh, you're so cute. (laughs) And I was like, that's when you know I'm going to be an editor, okay? (laughs) That's so I was so innocent. (laughs) God. And so my mom was like, nope, that's correct. And she had to explain it. Mm -hmm. But that book, I obviously got when I was. So your mom knew. She knew what to do because she's a teacher also. Yeah. The only thing that sucked was when I had to transition to tampons. In early middle school, and it scared the ever-loving shit out of me. I had to, but... Did you grow up hearing, like, if you put a tampon in, that means you're not a virgin anymore? Did you hear I that? Heard that oh, my God. I was yeah. so terrified. But, because my periods were so bad. Yeah. My mom's like, maybe we should start with... The, and she didn't want to. Like, she didn't want to go that route with the tampons. Yeah. Like, but, again, that's an adult sexualizing something that's not even sexual. Exactly. It's insane. But, again, they were so bad. Like, with just using a pad, my mom was like... I think it'll be better for you if we Dude, start introducing start this. And it was terrible because you put it in wrong and it hurts mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. whole thing. But and that's why in seventh grade I was put on the pill because they, they were, were just so heavy. They were just so it's bad. insane. So like I I I love how we're talking periods. I love. I this. think that we should be though because I, our, I think our audience is mostly females and mm-hmm. a lot of them are mothers. But um, I remember like tampons were not like. I remember my mom saw that my aunt had let her daughter use one. And she's like, oh, oh, my God. And you know that my cousin had gotten it at a very young age. Yeah. So she thought that that was just absolutely disgusting to let Mm-mm. someone so young put insert something inside themselves. And it's just like when you think about like your mom excluded because your mom was a teacher. So I feel like she gets a pass. Yeah. But like every other mother who was just a mother and the way that they perceived periods and how to explain them to their daughters or even like sex in general, how it was always a bad thing. So now like my generation, half of us have this mentality where we're like either over promiscuous or like not at all because sex was bad. Mm-hmm. So it's just this whole and I th- and that's what it is. It's like the parents are freaking out over this because you were taught by your parents in this manner. Yep. And now, like, we should know better mm-hmm. because we've had research and the internet mm-hmm. exists and more doctors are available. You have the information. So why is this still an issue? I don't understand. Traditional people being traditional. But your traditional's in a backwards way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't like that. Yeah. Like, there's a way to be traditional, but, like, get some growth. The fuck? I don't know what to tell you. Girl, I'm going to say this. I remember playing varsity basketball my freshman year of high school and having to wear a fucking pad and i wore like the extra long overnight extra thick my basketball shorts were white and i had to run back and forth full court i played center for both quarters and i would literally have to look at my coach and be like yo i need to go to the bathroom that had the whole basketball team trying to show me how to insert a tampon because my mother did not you know who taught me i think your basketball daniela did she? I think so. I love her. I think so. And then I had to walk my sister through it. And now I use a menstrual cup because safety. I can't wear Which this. is exactly what Kira will be using. They just seem easier. They are. Mm-hmm. It's tricky at first, but it's just... it's. I tried it, but I, I guess they make ones for women who have low cervixes, which apparently I have. So oh. I didn't buy the right... Did you try the disc? No. Little dish one? No, I did the yeah, the one you did. The cup, actual cup, yeah. yeah. No. But I up in there. And actually, one of the girls that I work with went and bought one. And she's like, Are they actually any good? I'm like, bitch, you're gonna save ten years worth of tampons and mm-hmm. like money. Mm-hmm. And this is safer and it's healthier. And messy and gross. Be but like taking it in, putting it out every time. Yeah, you no, it's not like that. It's just so much better. I'm sorry that we went this way, but Ooh, you know, it's whatever. Worth. It's fine. It's okay. Turning red though. We Great need to talk movie. about these things. <laughs> I like it. I. You know what's weird too? Um, I wonder why they picked 2002. I don't know. And you, you're gonna love it even more. Have your kids watched it? Oh, a million times. I was yeah. gonna say when it- I told Kane what it was about, he was like, "What." 
<laughs> he's like, it's so good, mom. And I'm like, yeah, it's about a little girl who gets her period, right? He's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, isn't that what it means? He goes, what I enjoy about this is that the art, even though it's Pixar, has very anime-influenced undertones. I noticed that. To their, the way their eyes will, like, you pop. What? I do, yeah. No, this kind of truly gives me cotton mouth. The punch variety I get doesn't. Uh, I'll know that for next time, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a red box. Mm-hmm. Uh, so undertones of anime eyes, yeah. yeah. Like just some like movements when she's excited, when she like Wah! and like oh, <laughs> stars yeah, yeah, and yeah. eye, yeah. So my favorite thing that happens in anime is when they get a nosebleed. Because they're either too excited, too afraid. Oh, uh, yeah, and this is like nosebleed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good time. But yeah, it was awesome. I'll I'll watch it. I don't know if I want to watch it, to be honest. But as long as my kids are watching it, I know they're learning something. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually they'll catch on they'll to, catch the, on a lot uh, to more. the undertones. Yeah. So great movie. Um yeah. what we got next? Um, we have a couple books. Do we want to talk about them? Are you enjoying your book? I finished. You are done. I still have a hundred pages to go, but I let's talk about you first. All right. So, like a couple a couple weeks ago, we did a book haul, and uh, we talked about this fucking author, Christopher Moore, who just had us all giggly in the fucking corner of Barnes and Nobles like a bunch of weirdos. And I was like, I'm gonna pick up three of these sons of bitches, bro. Can I tell you that it wasn't until chapter fifteen that I decided to make peace with this book and actually started enjoying it. That says a lot. Yep. Um, you know, how many chapters is in this? Probably like 25, maybe a little more. I'm sorry, guys. Hold on. Oh, there's an epilogue. Uh-oh. Don't look. There's Don't also. Look. Uh, no, no, I'm not reading. There's also a second part to this, which... Um, <clears throat> 27. 27 chapters. So, this book... And I'll tell you this, I have to keep this in mind with every word that I read, was written in 2006, published in 2006. Uh, The second part to this is called Secondhand Souls. That was published back in 2015, so it is um, about, and I'm probably going to pick it up. But I have to keep in mind that this was published back in 2006, where, for lack of a better word was socially acceptable to say the things that he says. Yes. That are just not tolerated nowadays. Like throw a ball like a girl. <clears throat> Shit like that. Yeah. But um in a most in a more sexualized context, because this is re- so this is the first book that I've read that's written from a man's point of view. Written by a man. Mm-hmm. He really just cannot help himself whenever a female enters the scene but to sexualize her. Even if you're just saying that she has nice skin, you're gross. Yeah. Annoying. I know. Okay. What's this book about? So it's uh, a dirty job and it's about Charlie Asher who had a brand new baby. And that same day he found out that, nope, he didn't find out that day. Um, He became a death. I can't. Nobody's going to fucking read this, right? Are you going to read this? No. I'm also not done, so I don't know how it ends. But okay. I'm going to give you, yeah. because it's a book, I, I have to, fi- okay. So it says in the back that he becomes death, right? Yeah. Now, death isn't one thing. One There's like a head reaper. honcho death. Mm-hmm. Supernatural. Yeah. You know death. Yeah. And then you know. Reapers. Yes. But then you also know, well, those are actually not it. Reapers. Okay. Yeah. In this, they're called death merchants. Mm-hmm. Well, another death merchant coined it. Nobody fucking uses that in this world. Like, there are multiples of them. They're not supposed to meet. There's a whole rule book of things that you're supposed to do and not do. And one of them is to you never interact with other death merchants, right? Mm-hmm. So the day that Sophie's born, Charlie becomes a death merchant, unbeknownst to him. So he walks into. Hmm, I want to. This is in the first chapter. So he walks, it, it opens, the baby's born, he's like panicking, and he's saying that, dude, she's got 21 fingers, like, I counted three times, and I'm still coming up, 21 fingers, toes. The nurse is like, absolutely not, and he goes, and in the ultrasound, I saw that she had a tail, so where's her tail? You cut it off. So he's like paranoid. Yeah. 
crazy, mm-hmm. right? I cannot tell you how many fucking times Christopher Moore used the term beta male in this fucking book. Really? <laughs> I am bad? so sick of hearing about Charlie being a fucking beta in beta male fashion, just like the beta male that he is. Oh, I get it. You're not an alpha male. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Goes in to deep diving into what a beta male is and how Charlie is the epitome of a beta fucking male. I'm so sick of the term. Mm -hmm. So he's crazy. He's a little psychotic. He's very paranoid already. Um, But he finds that there are some instances where he's walking around minding his own business and people just drop dead. And he sees he owns a secondhand store. And in this secondhand store, there's a lot of items that keep glowing in red. And he's freaking out because he doesn't understand what it is. So um, when Sophie was born, he's fussing over mom and baby Sophie. And mom is like, you need to get the fuck out of this room, Charlie, because you're driving me fucking insane. So he leaves. He gets to his car. And he's like, oh, she's going to need this. And when he comes back up, there's a tall, skinny black man which again i don't understand the reason for pointing out why what's getting anyways in a mint green suit and a and a dark brown tie and he said it reminded him of a thin mint which is me too yeah so he goes to confront hey sir what are you doing here who are you you're in the wrong room blah 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 and he's like bro you can see me oh this is not good you can see me this ain't good and baby sophie's just like what the fuck is happening so he he starts seeing glowy red things around his shop and he starts to collect them and put them away and then mr his name is minty fresh by the way oh my god i cannot this chair is squeaking really loud um so the guy that he walked in on with his wife his name is minty fresh uh mr fresh so mr fresh came by and this is told from third person so you can see other people's point of view so charlie's sister um, they had to sit Shiva for his wife. Mm-hmm. So his sister goes into the store that's like under the apartment and to get like low. I didn't know this was a thing. You have to sit low yep. on Shiva. Okay. It's only three days, not seven. No, I thought it was seven. That's like old, old. Oh. Yeah. The newer ones are like orthodox. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. It's seven days. But these guys were just like three days. Got you. That's good. So... She goes down there and Mr. Fresh is out there. He's like, oh, tell Charlie that because he's also from um, England. No, it's like from the bayou. Oh, Creole. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, oh, tell Mr. Mr. Asher that uh, a package is going to come through or whatever. So um, I'll tell you this. It was narrated because I'm also listening to the ebook by Fisher Stevens, who gives each character their individual voice. And other than Charlie and Minty Fresh, every other fucking character is annoying as shit. Don't you hate that? I hate it. I hate when that happens. So Charlie has two employees, a 16-year-old girl named Lily, who's goth, and then an old retired cop marine man named Ray, who, like, has total surfer vibes. Oh, no. <laughs> and Lily is just fucking annoying at 16. It is what yeah, it is. Yeah. It just, that's what 100%. it is. Um, she keeps skipping school to go to work, shit like that. So um, Charlie quickly finds out that, you know, people are dropping dead around me and there are things whispering to me from the sewer thingies. Shit's going crazy. So he finally gets in touch with Minty Fresh, who's like, bitch, I sent you the book. What book are you talking about? The great big book of death. I didn't get no fucking book. So he doesn't have the book for like a minute. And this book is supposed to tell him what to do, what not to do. Book of the Deceased. Yes. <clears throat> so he finds out, excuse me, I'm so sorry. So he finds out that these glowy red things are soul vessels. So when you die, mm-hmm. your soul jumps into something. And the whole point of a death merchant is that they have to go procure these souls. Oh, okay. I see. So. Which would make sense because they say that some objects are indeed haunted. Right. But it's not even, <clears throat> these things get reassigned to people. Oh, so you in this in this world, you as you are could be soulless and not know it. But that's Uh. fine. (laughs) (laughs) So you go to Charlie's shop, and your eye might catch something, and it's like it might be glowing red. So he's like, "Oh, okay, this is their soul. They're soulless. So this is their soul now." 
Got you. And in you grabbing it, you absorb the soul. Got you. Right? So, uh, the very first time that Charlie killed a man. <laughs> what? It's starting to hit Yeah, me. I can see it all over your face. <laughs> I can see it all over your face. I'm like, the tunnel vision. You're vibing. <laughs> yeah, I can I'm see getting... it. I saw it like two minutes ago. I was like, oh, she's zoning, bro. <laughs> she is. Yeah. You're riding the wave, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm feeling it. I don't think that we should do this high anymore. <laughs> Continue. So... The very first time Charlie killed a man, he was at an ATM and the man's umbrella was glowing red. And it was like a fire poker red. So Charlie was like, dude, your fucking umbrella is like on fire. He's trying to warn the guy. Oh. The guy steps off the curb and gets hit by a bus. But the moment that it happens, Charlie's trying to defend himself to like the general public around him uh-huh. and let them know like, dude, I didn't fucking push him. Like I was just trying to get the umbrella. He cannot be seen in these moments when he's procuring. Interesting. He becomes... Ethereal. He said he doesn't call it invisible because he's not invisible. He just becomes unseen. Yeah. So um, what happens is, is like he has a date book and a name comes up and a number underneath the name. And the number is basically how many days you have to procure the soul. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want the dark powers that be to get the soul. But I don't know why yet. I don't know. It's like a lot of characters right now. Um, it's not what I expected this to start like. <clears throat> no. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. I have complaints. Tell me. So Fisher Stevens, get your shit together because those voices are not it. <laughs> first of all, that's all on you, bro. You, We need a voice actor. So... You read about the little alligator man. And then I told you. He was a crocodile. Yeah. So th- there's just things in here where it's like, I I don't mind realism being like Different. meshed with supernatural stuff. But when you go so far as to like <clears throat> put a squirrel in a dress and give it chicken legs and wrapped reptile arms, like you're, you're going to lose me. You're losing me. Yeah. Like what? You didn't this have enough to parts David to. Long yeah. With the whole dick doorknobs. Oh my God. I told that story at work because I was trying to describe this. So there's this scene in David Wong's John Dies at the End where David Wong, Sorry. whatever the fuck his name is, is in a basement and, and shit's happening and literal physical feces starts to rise like water. So he's trying to escape. And when he goes to reach for the doorknob and turn it, it turns into a flaccid dick. And I'm just like, you can't turn you're, a flaccid dick. You're, ter- you're, you're testing my imagination and I don't yeah. like it. It's, it's almost like too much. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what happens here sometimes. So. <laughs> the spy. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, it, it like it was fine. I could see it. There's a little. There's an a spy slash assassin with the arrows, and yeah. he's just nailing this guy. Wham! Three hours. Yeah. Three arrows in. He fucking breaks the door so he can get in and lock everybody out, and then it fucking kicks you in the ass with. He's only fourteen inches tall. He's like, by the way, I'm only fourteen. So he sets up this whole scene. This action scene that is just so marvelous. And the last, like, sentence was like, and this is extra impressive because the culprit is only 14 inches tall. What like, the fuck did you say? I'm sorry, what? It's In that, it's that meme. What did he say? Yeah. What did he say? I was like, n- no. Yes? No. Okay. And that was just uh, two pages. Like, Not even, yeah. The yeah. other 400 are like... Exactly. So... The other thing I hate about this is that you have no sense of time. Oh, so you're like five chapters in and then you realize that a year has gone by. And then by the time the chapter 15 comes around, you find out that five years have gone by. So now Sophie's five years old. Now, Charlie did this thing where he's like, well, if my kid doesn't have a mother, we have to have a pet. <laughs> what? So her first pets were like seven goldfish that he named after... Famous detectives, I think it was. And they all died. Then he got her a couple hamsters. And they died. And then he went and got reptiles, other types of furry creatures. 
The last fucking thing that he got her was a hissing cockroach that he named Bear. She named Bear. And he said he got it because roaches can survive anything and all of Sophie's pets keep dying. You find out halfway through the book. Sorry, guys. I'm doing it. That Sophie can kill on command. Well, yeah, that's what I was gathering. The whole okay, time. good. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. Because so here's my theory, because obviously I still have 100 pages to go. So I think that because death merchants don't cause death, but Charlie does. Mm. So I'm thinking that Charlie is the new death and no one is aware. I think he's coming to terms like, you know what? I think it might be me because... Why is it that I get names and they just die when I'm there, when they're supposed to be dead already? And Sophie is also death by proxy. Oh, shit. Yeah. So See, the, this sounds good. So the only but... animals that she's able to keep alive are two 400-pound, um, what are they called? Hellhounds. Oh, come on. Pitch black. That's not cute to you. It's absolutely fucking adorable, especially yeah. when he like feeds them a raw steak and then a small engine and they <laughs> just fucking they were eating soap and yeah. burping pink bubbles. Yeah. This is the shit that I'm talking about. It's oh, it's <laughs> why? Why do you? And then he goes and he's very not DEI friendly, diversity and equity no, inclusion. Oh, dude, like it's it's. So this takes place in, like, San Francisco next to Chinatown. So there's a lot of, like, Asian people. And, okay, like, I get it. You're trying to appropriate by, like, giving everybody their accent. But you're also making a joke at the expense of that race. And back in 2006, like, we were ignorant motherfuckers yep. who were not woke. We were very deep asleep and didn't give a very. shit and just thought it was funny. But now it's, like, not okay to call somebody a W-I-G-G-A. I don't know if that's like, I don't like saying it. No. I don't like saying it any, that's too close. Yeah. So I don't say, so it's just like, why are we doing this? And it's funny because we did the whole, when we talked about the book haul, we mentioned Sacre Bleu. Yeah. And I read it when it came out, which was like around that time frame. So I don't remember a lot. I remembered liking the humor. I do love the but humor. I'm curious to know now if I was reading all these things and it was just going over my head. Because, but because we didn't know any better. Because we didn't know any better. I mean, 2006, I was, I, I just graduated it. high school. So. But it's just like, I was like, dude, did he really just fucking say that? Yeah. It was a lot of those moments. Yeah. And it's like, it's worse because I'm also hearing it, not just reading it. <laughs> yeah, I think that makes it even worse. So I'm worse. like, fuck, he really did just say that. Not only that, but you also bought the Jesus one too that he wrote. Bro, and now, and you suck. So Lily is 16 years old, right? At yeah. the beginning of this. She had just turned 17 like two months after, like, yeah, whatever. So now it's been, to my knowledge, at chapter 20, 21, it's still been like a little over five years. Charlie's not dated. He hasn't gotten laid. And Lily out the cut. She's like, dude, for the for the sake of humanity and on like just deep down pittiness, like I will I will let you bang me. Charlie is 30 at the beginning of this book. I'm not okay with that. So he's like 35 going on 36. She was 16 going on 17. So she's like 22, which doesn't seem like a huge age gap. But the fact that she was his employee at the age of 16 and had been for some time. Gives me serious grooming vibes. Oh, hell yeah. Thankfully, he had the decency up until now to turn her down. Even though, quote, as tempting as that is, you're like a sister to me. But you had to... <sighs> yeah. Shit, am I gonna like this? I don't know... So, like, after chapter 15, I think somebody must have, like, they must have switched editors <laughs> because that's what it felt like. Um, it's a little more tolerable. I'm able to enjoy the story a little bit better. And every everything that he writes has purpose, mm. whereas I feel like in the first 15 chapters, it was just very scattered. And I didn't understand, like, why did we have to mention this? Um, so far now, I am enjoying it. And I did just... Um, by the audiobook. I pay for Audible, so it was like a point for like the audiobook for the other one. So 
But I still have 100 pages to go, so who fucking knows? But now I'm worried because I bought three of these motherfuckers. I know, because it sounds good on the back. But then little Crocodile Man and Squirrel Chicken squirrel chicken over here with the fucking pink dress. <laughs> you know what's really fucked up is I can picture that so clearly. <laughs> I thought you were just saying that your your imagination only has limits, you know? It does, but it's it's... I think it's um I can imagine a squirrel with chicken legs and and gate and like lizard arms in a pink tutu. I have no issue yeah making that up in my mind. It's it's putting it in my mind in my world that's becoming the issue. So it's like uh you know that movie Enchanted? Yeah. It's yeah, like that. Yeah. Like Yeah. <laughs> I thought I I always forget about that movie. Uh, yeah, I think I've watched it the once, but um, it's that's my thing. It's like, it's like if all of a sudden the birds started talking to me and squirrels were just hanging out having a cigarette on my porch. That's because they already had sex on your porch. Remember? Oh my god, that was <laughs> fucking traumatic. <laughs> I had no idea that they fucked that way, dude. It's funny because I was trying to empty out some pictures the other day. You saw the video. And I saw the videos and I was like, oh my God, you I can't, forgot all about this. You can't get rid of that. That's that's a fucking... I'm going to show that to my kids when they get older. <laughs> I got to a video of and two squirrels fucking... the picture was the after fucking. <laughs> and the male was just clinging to that fence. <laughs> and he still she had a heart on. too. <laughs> that shit was... That was not all right. That show was hilarious. It took us a while to realize they were having sex, though. Well, I was I, like, it was an assumption. It was definitely an assumption. Yeah. That but, was funny, though. Um, yeah, it was, I don't know, dirty jobs. Um, oh, so I did write down that, where is it? Oh, no, I guess I did not. I don't know what rating it got on, on thing, but, oh, you know the thing that keeps happening? So he would, Fisher Stevens would give, like, Lily... A particular voice at the beginning. And then not follow And through. then change it halfway through and then change it again. And the weird music. <laughs> what the hell? I've never heard a book being spoken to you, but there's music in the And it, it fades out and it goes away. But then it would like pop up in the middle of a chapter and the beginning of a chapter. And it's like such quirky music. And I said to you, this is actually the vibe for this book, though. And it made absolute sense. Yeah. So I I don't know, dude. It was just, it's bizarre. It's confusing. I'm a little lost, but uh, it's great. Did I really just talk for that long? Oh, my God. You need to tell me about Doom so we can get to. All right. Well, in the same spirit of your book, I read one by Chuck Palahniuk called Doomed. And this is a guy who wrote like Fight Club. He wrote Haunted. Um, He wrote Crank. He's just an amazing writer. So uh, this I picked this. I picked this up in our book haul from last time. I didn't even see you pick that up. Uh, it, it was one of the Barnes & Noble ones that was tucked in my arms. So, mm. um, It's... What did you do? This was a sequel. Wait, what? This is the second part? <gasps> is this the second part? And I read the first part, but I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> damn it! Sorry, people. I am just now. When you don't do your research, this is why. Oh, I feel you, girl. Because I didn't do my research either. Oh my god, this makes so much sense. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. So the first book, I guess, is called Damned, which I do own. Did you read it? I've read it. Okay. Because my. What did you remember about that one? So it's about Madison. She's 13 years old, and she's in hell. So she's dead, right? She's unsure of why she'll be there, um, but she makes the best of it. So it's described as if the Shawshank Redemption had a baby by the lovely bones and it was raised by Judy Bloom, And it's kind of like the breakfast club set in hell. And I remember really fucking loving this book. So now that it has a sequel, but I didn't know it was a sequel, this makes so much more sense. So wait, what were your thoughts before you just found out? What were you going to say? All good things. Okay. But now um, they're even better? I, yeah. Okay. Fuck. Now I need to read the first one again. Um, That's hilarious. So it's basically like Madison is in the afterlife, and but she's sort of able to walk on Earth at 
the like tail end of Halloween. That's like the only time spirits can come, obviously. Oh, like an American Horror Story. Yeah. Um so she is kind of trapped there and um it's very atmospheric and it's her parents are rich. So she has rich tendencies, but she like Do we know why she's there? Yeah. She wasn't baptized, was she? I'm just kidding. You're funny. She was murdered. Ew, I don't like that. I like my answer better. But, so she basically runs into a spirit bounty hunter who is a man who gets high on ketamine and then his soul leaves his body while he's in his high. Wait. It can communicate with Madison. Did you send me something about this? Yes, I did. (laughs) Because I was like, I know someone. I was like, wait a second. I feel like I've made this joke already. <laughs> oh, probably. Um, I don't remember, though. No, yeah, you did. I did. I did tell you about it. Um, she, um, it's really hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. No, it doesn't affect me that way. <laughs> well, I think it doesn't help that I drank, too. Oh, no. No, but, okay, so. She You're doing to, fine, by the way. She wonders. <laughs> We could never do this under the influence. Oh my gosh, quick too. Okay. So sorry guys. She, the bounty hunter's like, your mom's looking for you, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, well fuck my mom. Like they let me be sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I I spike a temperature when I'm high. You what? I get like a fever. What? I don't know. Ooh. So <laughs> Your mom doesn't care. <laughs> oh, this is not going well. Oh, my stomach. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Get it together, Amanda. Podcast. It's not a good idea. Where it's bringing us, your glasses are fucking. Oh my god, I'm in such agony right now. Oh my god. Okay, what am I Edibles are more fun with friends, I guess. Okay, hold up. Oh my god, your face is so. Oh, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> oh, Please no. stop. Okay. I think so. I need to stand. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Madison, she's dead. Yeah. That's not the funny part, I swear. <laughs> okay. 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 Whew. So when Madison died, she called her parents <laughs> beyond the grave illegally. Oh. She, uh, <laughs> John, you got she, it. Uh, <laughs> She so she calls her parents. <laughs> to make it funny, to make it a joke, she was like, "Yeah, you want to know how to get into heaven, ma?" She's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> "Oh my god!" She's like, "It's not even funny." It's not even funny. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I can't. Stop. <laughs> Oh my god. So she tells her parents <coughs> to get into heaven. You gotta swear, you gotta burp, you gotta fart, you gotta you gotta do bad things. Anyway, and they fucking believe her. So they create a religion. <coughs> no. Where they basically everybody swears now. They're like, have a great afternoon, cunt. You too, asshole. Like and so that cause that people will think they'll get into heaven, right? Yeah. And so <coughs> she um <sighs> Um, Ooh, I feel like that was a workout. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I can't control it. 
milligrams do you take at home? The same, just the one. The 10 milligrams? Yes. What the fuck did I get? A stronger batch? What the hell? Oh, the truly, I forgot. Wow. <laughs> Usually when I do this, I'm not trying to tell a fucking story. Oh, man. No, she's just sitting comfortably. Um, Jesus Christ. We got on like three minutes of just so, straight anyway, giggles. Anyway, Tuesday <clears throat> is going to happen. Wait, Say- I have a question. I understand she was murdered and that's why she's dead, but why did she end up in hell as a child? That was probably in the first one. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm gonna make a sound by just us laughing for <laughs> a whole minute. There's more than enough. So, <coughs> Satan is Satan is haunting. Stunt. <laughs> She said, fuck off, Satan. Because she need by God's order, she needs to stop the end of the world from happening. And the end of the world is that she mistakenly told her parents to swear and all that in order to get to heaven. So they tell everybody to create a religion on it, and so not everybody in the world says it. But when you say bad things, you go to hell. Yeah. So it's basically Satan's way of getting like a shit ton of souls. So that was considered the end of the world. Oh, okay. And Madison was kind of given <sighs> to stop it, which means she had to stop her parents, tell them the truth, blah, blah, blah. And no one's ever going to believe that. Yeah. <clears throat> but <clears throat> the reason I liked it was Chuck Palahniuk's writing yeah. is unlike anything I've ever countered before. Like, he just writes so snarky, so sarcastically. Yeah. It's hilarious. Like... She was because this was um, <clears throat> early in the technology days. Like she had a PDA. When oh, she died. okay. Um, she uh, she'll say like, "I feel control alt tested." Like, <laughs> I'll f- I'll feel like um, control alt shocked. Oh, okay. so it's just like all these weird like little- our LOL basically. Yeah, but it's very funny, very smartly written. It took a while for that doomsday part to get there. Took a while for us to get but here. But you're enjoying the ride. Christ. And it's so funny. Okay. Just fucking read it. It's four out of five. Okay. <clears throat> it took me 15 minutes to tell that. Uh, I looked earlier and it said 48 minutes. We're oh, now at no. 54. <laughs> Almost 10 I minutes. I like to apologize. <laughs> I've never felt this way. But also, thank you, Diet Smoke. <laughs> you were sitting here being like, oh, it doesn't affect me that way. I'm fine. It's fine. As I'm, like, talking and I'm seeing you fading away, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Wow, that took a while for me. Well, they do say it's supposed to work within an hour. I took up that full hour. <clears throat> now I sound like a fucking smoker. <laughs> Diet Smoke, baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, I'm going to wrap it up because we're hitting about the hour mark. Not that I give a shit, but I'm afraid that we're going to go into another fit of giggles and we're never going to come back yeah. from it. So, Pieces of Her on Netflix, brand fucking new. I think it released on like March 4th. There's eight episodes available and it's based on a novel by Karen Slaughter that she published back in 2018. What a great name. Sorry, I know, right? I, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be a pen name, but I feel like it is. Yeah. She also wrote 
um, back in 2015, Pretty Girls. Back in 2021, it was False Witness. And in 2017, she wrote The Good Daughter. The show was created by Charlotte Stout, who I looked into. I don't recognize anything. I don't think she's really done much. But it was directed by Minky Spiro, who's done other things. Oh, okay. I just, I didn't write down what. Okay. So, let me give you a four out of like, I don't know, ten cast. Tony Collette. Love her. Bella Heathcote. So, she, the only thing I've ever seen her in was... I think it was the second Fifty Shades. She played like the submissive that kind of went berserker. Sure, we'll pretend yeah. I've seen it. Omari fucking Hardwick. Yeah. I was okay. like, motherfucker, I just got rid of you. <laughs> oh, that's right. What the fuck? Like, I literally just finished Power and here I am jumping right into yeah. fuck. More. Now he's only there for a few episodes, but whatever. And then Gil Birmingham. Yeah. Native American fellow, I think. Mm hmm. Wonderful. So this is great. Right. So we open up following Andy. She's a 911 dispatcher okay. in a sleepy town. Is that I Tony Collette? No. Um Bella Heathcote. Oh, okay. So Tony Collette is her mother. Uh. Laura. <clears throat> so and then Omari is the ex husband, but I'm I'm getting glimpses now of a trailer. Yes. Yes. So Omari plays Laura's ex-husband, and he's also the man who raised Andy, who is Bella Heathcote. Mm -hmm. So Andy's a 911 dispatcher. Um, the night that she's working, it's her birthday the morning after. So her and her mom meet up for lunch. And you can kind of tell that the relationship between Laura and Andy, it's not the greatest, but Laura's trying um, what we know about Laura is that she is a speech therapist and um, she's also a breast cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. And the reason why Andy is living with her at the age of 30 is because when Laura got breast cancer, Andy left New York. She was going to an art school because she wanted to be an artist. She left school to help her mother because she's an only child. And <clears throat> yeah. I don't know where Gordon was in all this, which is a... um. Omari's character's name, but it's it, it seems like he just wasn't there. I don't fucking know. So, heavy on the flashbacks. Oh, okay. Super fucking heavy. Now, the very first episode, and there's only eight. I think I'm on, like, episode seven, like, ten minutes in. Um, They're having lunch, and, you know, her mom's like, oh, go back to New York. Like, I'm fine. Like, I feel like you're just wasting away here. You're not doing anything. And she's just like, mom, like, I'm over it. Like, just change the fucking subject. Like, I don't want to have this conversation yeah. again. So another mother and her daughter stop by Laura and Andy's table. And they're just chit-chatting. I guess Laura was the speech therapist or something, like, to do with this lady. And they all knew each other or whatever. <clears throat> I know that at the beginning of the time, like when they were in that diner, that they noticed a younger kid. So everyone around them was old in this diner. And I think it's because it was like a retirement neighborhood where she was living. Okay. So everyone's yeah, fucking old. That makes sense. Except for this one young kid who looks <clears throat> to be about um, Andy's age. I don't like that. So the kid gets up and he shouts the other girl that's there with her mother, her name. And he shoots her, shoots mom and another bystander. And Laura is like hovering over Andy. Now, Andy, it looks like she's in a police officer's uniform, but it's because she's a 911 dispatcher. dispatcher oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is just her uniform. So the kid is obviously not okay. And he points the gun at Andy, but Laura's like over her. And he's like, get up, bitch. Like, oh, get up, you pig, blah, blah, blah. Basically, he wanted to die death by cop. Oh. oh, so he's like, where's your fucking gun? Blah, blah, blah. And Laura gets up and, and she's got her hands up and she's like, she doesn't have a gun. She's not armed. She's a 911 dispatcher dispatcher. She's not a police officer. She's like, shoot me instead. So he goes to take the shot, but he's out of fucking bullets. Mm -hmm. So he pulls out a hunting knife and oh goes to stab her. And she like moves her hand and ends up the knife goes through her hand. And the sweet little maneuver has you wondering, who the fuck is Laura? Because 
In one fell swoop, she waved her hand and on coming back, slits his throat open and then she's back to where she was. Oh. It was like some like military type move. Okay, not where I thought this was going. Right. So I'm like, yo, mom, like, were you in the military? Are you like a spy? Like, that's where my mind starts rolling. And as the, the more that you're watching, sorry, the more that you're watching, more and more questions come up, come up about who Laura is and Andy trying to figure out also because later, so the mom was like, after that event happened, right? Um, she's taken to the hospital to stitch her up. And when she comes out of her room and she's all bandaged up and shit, she looks at Andy and she's like, don't tell the police anything. Sketchy. Yeah. Sketchy. Yeah. Right? What you been doing? So later that night, her and Andy are back at Laura's house and someone breaks in and has Laura tied to a chair and gagged. And Andy has to basically intervene and take the guy down. And Laura is like, get me out of this shit. So she gets out and she's like, search his pockets, take whatever he's got. And then simultaneously kicks Andy out of the house. Okay. Like, you have to move. You have to get out of here. And she's like, we're not calling the police. We're not like, she is just refusing to go to the police. Now, Gordon knows something, but I don't think he knows the whole something. Obviously, Laura knows what the fuck is happening. Andy doesn't know shit. So the whole series is we're following Laura and we're following Andy. With Laura, you get all the flashbacks. And with Andy, it's just her searching for answers. And you come across different types of people from different times of Laura's life. And you're starting to put the pieces together. Like pieces of her. Yeah. So, but I think I'm going to be surprised. Yeah. Like, I I know... This is it, right? There's no more after this? There's only the eight episodes of season yeah, one. It. I would assume, depending on how this ends, if there's going to be a season two well, or not. I'm wondering if you're going to be left with a well, big-ass cliffhanger. Well, it also didn't say limited series, and it's also uh, based on a book, so... True, there's there's more. I Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming because it's a book, they could probably, like, stretch this to, like, two or three seasons, yeah. maybe. So, where I'm at right now, I think I have... Most of the big picture of what's happening. Andy's pissed, rightfully fucking so. Um, At one point, they meet up and they plan, they make a plan what Andy wanted. Her mom was like trying to talk her out of what she wanted to do, how she wanted to go about this issue. Mom was like, absolutely not. We can't trust, blah, blah, blah. And Andy's like, this is what I need to do. And you need to just be on board with me. So she's like, okay, fine. She literally goes and she's like, oh, can you settle the tab so I can go while I go to the restroom? She literally bails on her and just leaves her in this fucking diner by herself. Okay. Drives away saying, you need to trust me. (laughs) Yo, I literally will disown my mother in that very fucking moment. Yeah. It's I feel so bad for Andy because she's literally been lied to her whole entire existence by everyone she knows, including her mother, stepfather and closest friend. How oh, that's that's terrible. Imagine it's, it's so shitty. Yeah, it's so fucking shitty. Um, there are cult mm. activities in this. Oh, but um, oh. the police, the FBI, and some really bad people are involved, and I still don't know how it all ties in so, together. So far, this is looking like a good one for you. So yeah, I'll give it like an eight. Um, because it's keeping me intrigued, even though it's a little on the slower side. Um. It's just asking all the right questions. Yeah. So even though I'm not like obsessed, I I <laughs> your books fell. Oh my box. <laughs> so uh it's it's definitely keeping me intrigued. And because it's asking the right questions, it's like releasing information at the appropriate time. So I'm not like mad at it yeah. because it's not waiting until the very end to tell me everything at this point. I've pretty much made out what it is that's happening, yeah. but I'm still yeah. waiting for something. Yeah. The turn of events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, that sounds really fucking bomb. It is. And, you know, the acting is really great. Um, you know, there you have your cliche moments. Oh, yeah. You know, like she's like on the run with this guy that she just met, oh, but they're trying to course. like fuck. Oh, of course. 
Like, do we have to do this? I guess. People just want to see tits and ass. I don't. I I would like to just, like, it's not that I took away from anything, but it's just like, really? Mm. Like, I get a female gaze well, and all, but. I, I know when, whatever you're thinking is going to be the answer is going to be the answer. Because Probably. Because you know your psychic abilities. So. What I also love about this book is, that or this series, is that it's directed and created by females. The book was written by a female, and it's a very strong female cast, which is odd for me. But I think that Same. all the action and secrecy and backstabbiness and gore that's happening. It's on point. Yeah, because it's giving it that that very masculine energy, but totally filled with girl power. Yeah. And I am here for it. Oh, I'm 100% here for it. I like it. Are you still high? A little bit. Okay. Not I think bad. the worst is, yeah. I think I think we peaked. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm we so tired. We should probably end because I need water. I'm so tired. Are you tired? I'm tired. I'm t- Oh. We're going to end this before we fall down on our faces. So. Yeah. So if you want to go read Doomed by Chuck Palahniuk and then, uh, I mean, it's up to you. Dirty Job by Christopher Moore. I, I'm not going to tell you yes or no. But, oh, both of these are, are duologies, I guess. Yeah. Um, And then you can find Turning Red on Disney Plus and Pieces of Her on Netflix. Go do it. Enjoy. And have a nice day. And I hope that you're also taking your edibles. <laughs> ding, ding, ding.